Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nichols. For you longtime listeners, yes, I know it's been quite some time since I've released an episode. The last one was on June 13th, almost six months ago. The summer got extremely busy, and then our first kid was born in September. So kind of needless to say, the podcast has taken a little bit of a backseat. Hope you'll understand. But... I'm back today because I've been doing a lot of reading lately, and I want to talk about one of the things that I've learned. If you're subscribed to the Mental Regrip newsletter, which is my weekly email newsletter that I send out on Tuesdays, and if you're not, I don't understand how you're even getting through the day, let alone the entire week, but if you are a subscriber, then you'll know I've been posting some interesting quotes from different psychology books and some of my thoughts on how they can apply to golf and help you improve and play better. So uh, I realize that the Mental Golf Show deserves some of this love too. And if you want to subscribe to the Mental Regrip, I'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, But anyway, the quote today is from the book Activate Your Brain by Scott G. Halford, which I discovered in reading Dr. Raymond Pryor's not-yet-released book, Golf Beneath the Surface. If you remember... Dr. Pryor was on an episode of The Mental Golf Show back in February titled Golf Beneath the Surface, easily one of my favorite interviews I've done, both because of its impact on others. I've heard so many people uh, tell me how impactful that episode was on them and how much it helped them. Uh, Dr. Pryor is amazing. He's super smart and and just um, knows his stuff but also because of how much it taught me about playing, coaching, and learning. If you haven't heard that one yet, I highly recommend it. You can find it and all the other episodes of The Mental Golf Show at foundationsmp.com. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Here's the quote. Cortisol focuses the athlete and allows access to the behaviors practiced over and over again so that in the game, he will be able to display the practice skills with greater ease. I'll say that again. Cortisol focuses the athlete and allows access to the behaviors practiced over and over again so that in the game, he will be able to display the practiced skills with greater ease. Again, that's from the book Activate Your Brain by Scott G. Halford. Okay, this one's a little neuroscience-y, but I think it's a really good concept for all of us to know, so hang in there with me. Cortisol is known as the stress hormone. It's what your brain releases when it perceives something important is happening or about to happen. Cortisol itself is very important because without this hormone, you wouldn't feel that sense of readiness on, let's say, the first tee box. That nervousness that you feel, that's cortisol coursing through your body. Don't wish it away. You need it. But as this quote shows us, cortisol has another function. Along with that readiness comes a heightened sense of focus. You become less interested in things that don't relate to the important task at hand. Your brain goes into habit mode and performs the, as he would say, behaviors practiced over and over again. This can be a blessing as long as your habitual behaviors are helpful. This is why you see some of the best players in the world perform well under pressure and why you have probably felt that zone feeling even when everything was on the line. You know that like um, tunnel vision 
nothing can distract you kind of thing. Um, that's, that's what cortisol enhances. It enhances that, um, you, that heightened sense of focus and you go into this, um, this, this zone mode where you know exactly what to do and you, you don't even have to think about it. But that zone mode doesn't happen often though. And here's why I think that is. Cortisol makes us fall back into our basic habits, as Scott says, which I think is another way of saying that cortisol brings out the worst version of ourselves. Maybe you can relate to this. When you're on the range and there's no real consequences, you can hit that nice little baby fade out there. Your tempo is good, your transition is smooth, and that swing that you've been working on lately feels cohesive. But when you're on the course and there's some consequences and permanence to the shots that you hit, the brain dumps out that cortisol to be ready for this important thing, and you just don't hit it like you do on the range. You dropped back to what you most habitually do, which for most of us is that old bad swing habit that we've been trying to get rid of for years. For me, it's like the early extension, like um, flipping the hands at impact to try to, um, to, to save what my body is doing. So my timing has to be just right. So when I'm under the most pressure and there's the most importance, that ingrained habit comes out the most. And the higher the pressure, the more it comes out. This is why the worst shots happen under the most pressure. Most of us know this experientially, but this is the reasoning and reality behind those experiences. You might ask, then how can I ever hope to hit a good shot on the course under pressure? I want to go through two answers to that question. One for off the course and one for on the course. So first off the course will be raising the level of your worst. And then on the course will be lowering the level of cortisol, aka stress. So let's dive into the first one. It will be raising the level of your worst. So if cortisol makes us drop to a worse version of ourselves and stressful situations are inevitable, then we should be prepared before competitive rounds to handle those situations better. As the quote says, cortisol brings out our most practiced behaviors. So what you've committed to habit is what will come out under the stress of pressure. So what have you committed to habit? What level of skill is your most habitual? What are those ingrained habits that you've been working on to fix? When you're under the stress of important competition, those are the habits that will reveal themselves. So if those habits wouldn't help you play better, then those are the ones you need to work on improving. Make better behaviors habitual. How best to practice is a whole different topic to cover, and I'd like to, and I'm sure I've covered it in the past, uh, But this is the purpose of practice, to ingrain good behaviors into habit so that when you go into habit mode, when the cortisol hits, your habits are good ones that help you shoot good scores. Okay, so that was raising the level of your worst to to rise up to handling the stress. Now we need to find a way to lower the level of stress during the competition. While it's essential that you improve your habitual behaviors and practice between tournaments, it's equally as important that you have ways to lower the feeling of stress to a helpful level on the course in the middle of an important situation. 
First, as always, you have to be able to recognize what specifically causes you stress. Awareness, noticing. Is it a specific type of demanding shot? Is it other players? Is it expectations on you from you or others? Is it the course or weather conditions? Is it certain shaped holes? Is it certain pin locations? Whatever. Which of those causes you stress, causes your stress to increase to an unhelpful level? Once you've identified your particular stressors, you need to be able to have a non-judgmental acceptance of what you notice. This means seeing the thing that stresses you and accepting the fact that it is a stressful thing and accepting the fact that you're stressed at all. So you have to accept the fact that what is stressing you is a stressful thing, have an acceptance that that is a stressful thing. The the dogleg right or the pin location on the left, whatever, that's a stressful thing. Have an acceptance about that. But you also have to have a personal acceptance of the fact that you are stressed, of that the that you are feeling stress. Stress is nothing more than the feeling you experience as a result of your brain readying you for battle. Unless you bring worry or guilt or judgment into it, stress is just a thought and a feeling. Like Dr. Raymond Pryor says in his pre-release draft of Golf Beneath the Surface, which he so kindly gave to me to read, it's amazing, I can't wait till it comes out, it comes out in May. Anyway, as he said in that, we can treat uncomfortable thoughts and feelings as we would other temporary experiences, like passing sights, sounds, smells, or tastes. So feelings and emotions and thoughts are basically just another form of like our senses. Like a, like you see something, or you hear something, or you smell something, or you taste something, it, it's just a temporary experience. Thoughts about stressful situations or the feeling of the stressful situation itself are just temporary mental events. So you've recognized, brought a non-judgmental acceptance to what you've recognized, now you can be in the present. The very act of bringing a non-judgmental awareness to your own thinking and experiences means you're not being brought into the past or the future by your thinking. You're seeing your own thoughts and experiences as if they're passing cars on the road. Think about this. They are separate from you, and you can watch as they come and go without getting in any one of those cars. You don't have to get in the cars that pass by in front of you. They are just coming and going. They weren't there. Now they're there. Now they're gone. Keeping this detached view of your own thoughts and feelings means you're already in the present. So the basic concept is to raise the level of your worst through more and better practice and lower the feeling of stress during important rounds to a helpful level through having a more mindful mentality. That's how to tackle it from both angles. That's how to, that's how to battle stress from both angles. As you can probably gather, these processes are not overnight fixes. Almost nothing is with the, the inner game, the psychology. They are processes that address things on a deeper level. You're trying to untangle habits that you've probably been ingraining over months or years. So bring a strong sense of patience and forgiveness and acceptance towards yourself and your efforts as you attempt to stay disciplined on this journey. I think this will help you handle stress better. All right. 
I hope that was some helpful advice for how to handle the inevitable stress that golf can cause. If you found that helpful, I'd love for you to share this episode with someone you know who gets way too stressed out on the course. I think we all know someone like that. And if you really love The Mental Golf Show, show the world how much by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That'll help other golfers discover the show. And finally, if you are a competitive golfer, and I know a lot of you are that are listening, you tell me, (laughs) that's so I know, and shows like this and random posts on Instagram just aren't cutting it on helping you improve, I'm a golf psychology coach. I work with players all around the world to improve their thinking so that they can play better. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, feel free to email me at foundationsgolf at gmail.com, or you can get more information at foundationsmp.com. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. I'm Josh Nichols, and I'll see you guys next time.